Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. So now they have documented that January 19th is the official day of, of quitters. It is? 17 or 19. They, it was on the news. Like They determined statistically that the 19th of January is considered the quitters day. Every- so New Year's resolutions last a little bit over two weeks? Yep. <laughs> That's the statistic. That's sad. Yeah, it's stupid to begin with. I'm not, I don't buy into the resolution thing. I don't either, but I just, I think people need something. Psychologically, yes, it it motivates people, which is good. Like, for example, I'm at the, so going to the gym and going through like the the beginning of the year till now, like the gym was fucking chaotic. Like you could, it was, you couldn't even move in there for the first two weeks. And today, when, because I go to classes, went to my class, it was fucking quiet. Hmm. That's so fucking weird. So it is. Uh, I would think like a resolution would last at least like a month. Yeah. Like the full month of January. I guess, but. But so, it, it's true what you're saying because I know a lot of people that a couple of weeks in they're just like oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean life is life happens and and so forth. But here, you know the the thing is to to drive the message to people that you know you can still maintain an enjoyable lifestyle without having to exclude things you like, like wine, right? But it's all about understanding that everything in moderation, obviously number one. I'm of the right? complete belief of moderation and everything. You don't have to go to extreme diets at one point in your life and then uh, no, it just fucks binge up on at other points in your life. Just, just moderation you will give you a good solid uh, base for everything, for health, for weight, for, uh, you know, alcoholism. Right. So, and that's another thing, too, is moderation alcohol intake to begin with. That's, we want to make and stress that how that important, how important it is. But if yeah. you're going to make a choice. Well, wine, now that you said that, welcome, everybody, to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Today, we have a special uh, episode because uh, Foti and I are going to be talking about a subject that uh, constantly comes up. And uh, we wanted to address it. We think uh, you guys will be interested too. So, Fati, you were telling me. Yes, it's like uh, it's it's like the um, the classic scenario of uh, it's the new year, right? And we all, uh, for the most part, in the back of our minds, or psychologically, have this motivational uh, push to be better, right? So we have resolutions, and resolutions kick off, you know, the first of January. You alright? <laughs> something that's stuck in my throat. <laughs> like something was in the, the air and fucking like lint or something. Anyways. <laughs> alright, let's start over. But you were saying what's uh so it's 2019. No. No, it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh man, I'm so stuck. Um, but it's 2020. People I mean, this is ageless. People are always talking about their health and their weight and their diets. And it and it really comes to light this time of the year. The beginning of the year is when people really sit down and convince themselves that they need to make a change. Yeah. Health-wise, 
uh, behaviors, uh, habits. It's psychological. People need something to trigger. Right. And the new year is a perfect trigger point for people to, not to be pessimistic, but people to fool themselves into thinking that they're going to do something. So they're enjoying themselves throughout the year. And right around the holidays, people really enjoy themselves. You know, we're going out. Christmas parties, holiday parties. They're eating a lot. They're eating drinking a lot, a lot, drinking a lot, and uh, just having a great time. And then all of a sudden, we put the brakes on, right? Yeah. Uh, January first, New Year's Day. It's like uh, everything's going to stop and change. And often enough, one of the first things that people actually uh, decide to eliminate, whether it's short term or long term, is alcohol. And, yeah. And wine is a big factor. And the reason for that is why? Well. <clears throat> Well, Not for the alcohol itself, but well, sugar? Yeah, so actually combination. So, you know, a lot of these new lifestyle um, programs that people now are, are following religiously in the beginning, whether it be um, paleo, keto, Atkins, um, you name it, uh, alcohol is always um, at the top of the list to eliminate because, number one, it does affect your metabolism. Number two, it's the quote-unquote sugar intake. Yeah. Where? But I, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought alcohol sped up your metabolism. Uh, it gives you a rush for that moment. Uh-huh. But then over time, uh, your body uh, <clears throat> takes it takes a lot of work for your body to, to metabolize and break down alcohol. Hmm. And that just slows everything else down. So yeah. if your body's busy um, trying to break down and metabolize alcohol... It's not breaking down everything else. It's everything is staggered. Yeah. So that's where the weight comes on. So all these diets say to lay off of alcohol. Yeah. So and then what happens? But is, is that is that? I mean, I don't I don't trust all these diets. There's I agree. always pros I, and cons to all these diets. Correct. And it's like, what's the reality of it? And and I and I I come across and I'm sure you have too many folks that um, are getting into it. You know, they're they're dedicated to this new program. They're watching what they're eating. They're they're active, they're eliminating alcohol. But then I also find that there's some sense of like being um, unhappy yeah. or miserable or constantly hungry and so forth. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're taking out the beauty of enjoying you know, your time. But I've, I'm a true believer, we've discussed this before, that I think anything in moderation should be fine. Um, but that, off- that seems to be like a realistic tried and true over the ages like solution to a lot of problems is just do things in moderation Moderation, right uh but there's also a deception of you know the sugar content and wine to begin with um you know it's pretty um eye-opening to to understand that you know how is wine made right wine is basically made chemically from the combination of um uh, the fermentation of grape juice and the fermentation is basically this uh, process that where wine goes through almost like a boiling process where yeast eats up sugar. Now, and these are natural sugars yeah. that are found in grape juice. Yeah. And that converts into alcohol, right? Yeah. Basically. So if you think about it, yeast is basically eating sugar. So that sugar is dissipating mm-hmm. in the process. Where <clears throat> depending on the style of the wine, you know, wines can be produced anywhere from being bone dry to very sweet but on average if you think about it you know you see some of these products juices colas and beverages usually a 12 ounce beverage uh, juice and so forth has about a lot of 25 plus grams of sugar in 12 ounces yeah 
I'm hearing now that like you should not even be giving your kids fruit juice, exactly any juice at all. It's 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 a loaded sugar bomb. But uh, when it comes to wine, uh, the actual uh, sugar content in wine is about five to seven grams per liter. That's not bad at all in a bottle, right? That's like nothing. So, um, you know, so you know, in a liter. So a bottle of wine is seven. Is that like a dry wine of like what? Like usually just an, an average, an average bottle of red, wine, medium, medium style, like in between dry and sweet. Okay. Right? And does red, white, any of that make a difference? It does. It definitely does. Um, but if you break it down too, each glass of wine converts into about hundred and twenty calories a glass. Yeah. Dry wine. Um, so if you were to choose, let's say, you know, you, you want to have a glass of wine and, you know, you're, you know, you want to be very careful. You want to be careful of the intake. Um, if I was to give you a chart of where to start, um, the driest with the least amount of sugar are sparkling wines. They're the driest. Followed by dry red wines. Is that why in some spark, like, um, what do you call it? Oh, God. Prosecco, like you would put like a cube of sugar in or something like that? Or am I thinking of something different? No, you think something different. Um, like, a, like like an old Italian, like I was watching a movie where they would uh, those, put something sparkling, but then they'd drop a sugar cube. Right, that, that was just preferences okay. uh, to me. <laughs> but no. But I was going to assume that it's a pretty dry. Very dry. Unsweet. Crisp. And that's why they're dropping the sugar in. Possibly, um, but you don't need to do that. But the point is to show you, um, you know, which wines are the driest and have the least amount of sugars. So starting with sparkling bubbles have the least amount of uh, sugar, followed by dry red wines, and then from that is dry white wines, and then lastly, if you if you care, uh, dry rosés mm. in that order. Um, have, so red wine, less than white wine. Correct. You would which think I thought was the opposite. The opposite. So chemically, uh, dry reds have typically less sugar content or sugar amounts uh, than white wine. That's that's very interesting because I always would equate wine with like sugar. In other words, if I ate like something really sweet, I'm like, I better not drink too much wine because I don't want to pile on the sugar. You would think that, yes. But, but but how would you know this? Because, you know, wine never has um, any uh, nutritional information on the labels. There's no um, that's true distinction of calories, sugar, con- so we don't know. And it's one of those few products that's not regulated by the FDA to require the disclosure of uh, the, the nutritional facts on the bottle. But would winemakers themselves like that? Because I feel like <clears throat> that's a selling point instead of a hindrance. Some do, and I think some are already already doing it as we speak, and I think more will follow as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are so many different styles of wines throughout the world uh, in different fashions that... Another thing to keep in mind, too, is alcohol content. You know? mm. uh, the higher the alcohol, the more sugar there is in. Yeah. So usually the, the benchmark is about 13% alcohol. So if you're looking at labels and you want something that's on the drier side, uh, anything 13 and below is con- would be considered uh, on the drier side. Okay. Right? And then 13 and above tend to get a little fruitier and a little sweeter. But not like dessert. So like my, you know my preference of wine. So I'm so, looking at the higher content. Yeah, you like the fuller, richer. As opposed to my wife who... Is on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So she's better off. In a sense, In yes. a sense of yes. if you're actually counting 
like yes. the exact amount of sugar. And uh, and the and my recommendation is having two glasses of wine at a setting of dry wine is perfectly fine. On like the two bottles, which I like to do. Yes, <laughs> when you're at home. Yes, is uh, that two glasses of dry wine, whether it's white, red, rosé, or sparkling, I think still fits into any of these programs that people are following that want to maintain a healthy but also an enjoyable lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can have a glass of wine when you're out instead of subjecting yourself to, you know, soda water and lime to get the effect. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Like, if you drink in moderation, if you're counting your calories, if you're watching your weight, if you're on a diet, wine is really not something that's going to throw you out of whack at all. And it's, it's not to say that, you know, we're recommending that you drink it all the time when you're on these programs, but at least uh, if you want to treat yourself, you should. Or if you're out and everybody else is enjoying a glass of wine, you don't have to be left out. Absolutely. You don't have to be like, well, I'm on a diet. I can't. Correct. Because you can. Absolutely. 100%. So the point that we're trying to drive is that, you know, wine typically has low, lower sugar content than most think. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely heard less it. than what I thought. Absolutely. I always thought it was... And I always thought that white had less. And another thing I want to drive to, not just the uh, sugar content, is also <clears throat> the drier the wine is, uh, the less uh, dehydration you'll have the next day for those awful headaches. So I do everything wrong with what <laughs> the way I do because I always get like that kind of wine headache. I always like... Uh, feel like I, 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 I'm I doing too much sugar. Like, I should just kind of get into the opposite. Yeah, and it's not going to happen overnight. Obviously, drier wines aren't as inviting from a sensation and textual perspective. I feel like my right? palate they're, they're, is just... They're tart, they're yeah. acidic, they're zippy in the beginning. Whereas fuller, richer wines are rounder, softer. Yeah. You know, they roll off your palate easier. So those are more inviting. So you tend to gravitate in the beginning to those styles. So is that like a less sophisticated palate or it's just a preference? Preference. Um, But if you could at some point adjust slowly into getting to drier wines, eventually you'll acquire the the desires for, for wines like that. But the the least you know the dry they are as well and obviously you're not you're not drinking two bottles but <laughs> you know two glasses of drier wine versus two glasses of fuller richer wine with higher alcohol content will definitely have a difference the next day in how you feel yeah so i'm a big advocate of you know promoting and recommending wines that are 13% in alcohol and lower just because you know the next day you want to feel good so yeah. when you're you know if you got a class or you're going to go to the gym or if you got to go to work you know you're not dragging yourself so drier wines drier wines 13 percent lower or lower alcohol content generally in general yeah reds dry reds with 13 percent is like kind of that mark that mark and that's my it's my recommendation to those of, that are listening who are on programs that still want to have something, but don't don't want to feel guilty about doing it. Hmm, good point. Right. That's the other. The guilt factor also is, throws people off of, I'm going to do it, but then the next day there's these regrets of, oh, I shouldn't have done it. But no, there's nothing wrong with having a glass or two of dry, you know, dry white, dry white, dry red wine, or even sparkling. It goes back to the the 
topic of moderation. Moderation. You do things in moderation. You could be on these diets. You could do, you know, you, you could look at your health and you're not like ruining anything. Right. And then add that, the knowledge of everything you just spoke about. Have a glass of wine if you're on a diet. It's not going to do anything. We'll toast to that. We'll toast to that. All right. Thanks, everybody. That was uh, This was uh, one of our like quick kind of light episodes where me and Fluffy just talk about topics that we find interesting, that we think you'll find interesting. So every once in a while, we're going to throw these in whenever we find a topic that uh, we want to talk about. And uh, thanks for listening. So we will see you next time. And I think we have a guest next time. Um, we do. That's going to be very interesting for you guys. So stick around. Stay tuned. And we'll see you next time. Take care.